Right now, we're going to be talking to Francis Greenslade, who is a freelance actor based in Melbourne. He's got one of the bigger IMBD profiles of any of the guests we've ever had on the show. <laughs> you might know him from appearances on Sean McAuliffe's Mad as Hell, Full Frontal, and currently on uh, Winners and Losers on Channel 7. When he's not teaching, directing, writing, or translating, he's acting in the Red Stitch show coming up, You Got Older. It's running from the 31st of August to the 2nd of October. How are you, Francis? I'm extremely well. Thank you for having me on. Oh, no, no, no worries at all. Thanks, thanks for coming on. Can you tell us a little bit about the premise of the upcoming show? What can we expect plot-wise? Yeah, look, it's, uh, it centres around a, uh, a girl um, May, who's grown up and left home, and then her life turns to shit. Can I say that on radio? Um, you just did, <laughs> yeah. so it's all right. Probably it's had fine. Yeah, yeah. Life goes bad, and she moves back with her father, who's uh, got cancer. Mm -hmm. So it's a play about you know you grow up and then you go home, and and it's not the same. You're a different person, and you know living with your parents while when you're really an adult, it, you know it's that sort of. Um, mm. They both find it a bit difficult. And it's about her journey. So there's a lot of comedy, you know, not the sort of naked women coming out of cupboards sort of comedy, <laughs> but that sort of comedy of, of, you know, real life recognition of, you know, a real situation. There's a very human, funny, moving play about her moving back home to cope with her own stuff and then help, help her look after her father. Yeah. It's a beautiful play, actually. It's, um, we've really been enjoying rehearsing there's been a lot of laughter and a lot of crying not oh, by me okay <laughs> i'm very cool what but, kind of crying um, well you know just some of the scenes you know um i'm not without wanting to give the, the plot away there's some really quite moving situations that we all go through you know rites of passage that yeah. we all go through as you get older on, on that note so it, it is largely perhaps a, a comedy you've talked about the, the humor in the play how do you think yeah. and in all your work you don't have to be specific about the play but how do you think comedy helps us to examine the more difficult and serious things that we have to experience as people in life. Yeah, sure, absolutely. Um, it does, and it, it, it also it really becomes, you know, if something's, a, if something's just a straight-out comedy, it can be a little unsatisfying. But if you've got some meat to the play, if it's about something, then, you know, if you have your moments of tragedy or drama or emotion... Mm. And then you switch to comedy, it's actually funnier, you know, because mm. the comedy comes as a, a relief and you laugh harder because... Uh, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's hard to laugh for, you know, an hour or more, full stop, you know. Um, you begin to go a bit numb. You do. You need something to, to alleviate it. And I think it's always... It's a better night out if you've been given, you know, main course and dessert, not just... <laughs> Not just dessert. True, yeah. yeah. So you feel like you've earned the comedy more, I suppose you could say, if you've just experienced a, a rather heavy, like, dramatic scene. Then you have the comic scene and, yeah. and it's a release. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I mean, everyone does it. Shakespeare does it, you know. Everyone uses that technique. It's not a not a new one, but it's um, it's done really well here. You know, there's moments where you're laughing and suddenly it gets a bit serious. Oh, right, yeah, that's, that's my life. That's me. You know, I see myself there. Sort of on that uh, on that note again, what is your role specifically in the play and, and how do you uh, prepare or come at it with the, the two sort of the comedic and the dramatic elements? Yeah, well, I play the father who's got cancer and um, May comes home to look after him. You really can't play the comedy at all, mm. you know? Something like Mad as Hell, I suppose, you go, right, this is funny and that's it. And I, I'm a sketch character and I can be a little loopy. But, <laughs> like you know, the union boss. Like a, yeah, something like a play like this, you play it as though it's straight. You, you can't play the awareness of it being funny or it ceases to be funny. Mm. So really I've just gone, right, this is a straight play. 
you know, and I'm just going to play the truth of it, hopefully achieve the truth of it, and then people will laugh because it's true. You know, the only person who gets away, really, with playing it and knowing it's funny is Jim Carrey, who always seems oh. to do things with a little smirk on his face, yeah. which yeah. I find very annoying. Oh, absolutely. He does, <laughs> yeah, he does seem to get away with it, you know, because he is he, a major film star and, and people love him, but he always seems to have that thing of, I'm being very funny now, aren't I? Mm. Which um, shouldn't work. Yeah. <laughs> is it well? Maybe not so much now, but uh, is, it, is it ever a hard thing to avoid? Do you think when, like, we, when you as an actor know that what you're what, what you're playing is a joke, but you know, your your character doesn't see it that way at all? No, I don't think it's hard. I think you. Well, I mean, it's a trap. You can fall into the trap of going for the easy laugh, but then I think you're you're losing something. Yeah, I think you. You know, an actor is an actor is an actor. You know, it doesn't matter whether they're a comic actor or a serious dramatic actor. You still got to play mm. the truth of the situation. Otherwise, people won't believe it, and then they won't want to watch it. This is a play. And I didn't realise until I really had a good search through your credits that you're a prolific uh, stage actor as well, just as much as your television appearances. What's the, what are the key differences between the stage and the screen? Oh, right. when well, it's very interesting because I've just been doing three days on a, a big American show called The Leftovers. I don't know whether you've mm-hmm. uh, heard of it or seen it, but it's one of the... I think it's HBO? Not sure, anyway. Oh, fantastic. So, yeah, they're filming in Australia at the moment. And so you go on that and people give you your own trailer and you go on set and people bring around strawberry smoothies or ask what you want for <laughs> It's a hard life. <laughs> yeah. And then you go to a theatre company like Red Stitch, which is really, you know, doesn't get uh, government funding, um, is just working off the goodwill of, of everyone involved. Mm. And you're supplying your own wardrobe because, you know, the budget for the wardrobe is, is something ridiculous. So <laughs> there's a huge difference in there's a huge difference in resources and the pay too, obviously. But on the other hand, you know, I've just spent the last month in a room with a great cast of people working on a good play and working really hard. Mm. And that's really rewarding. Whereas, you know, you go on something like The Leftovers and I sit around for three hours mm. and then I go on stage and say, excuse me, are, are you Mrs. Playford? You know, and and that's it, and then I go home. So it's a it's a theatre sort of more. It feeds your soul more. It's more rewarding. But but film and TV certainly um, fill your your bank balance. Fill your bank. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we right. were talking a little bit before about how. Um Taking sometimes taking the money out of things can actually uh, give you a little bit more of that. It becomes more about the art than uh, concerns regarding Absolutely. finances. Absolutely. Look, sometimes you've got to sell your soul, and sometimes you you've got to you give up. You know, you save your soul, but you know, uh, both are good. But actually, I mean, it's interesting with TV and film. You're just a little tiny cog. Mm. So you never, you know, with theatre, you start, you rehearse, and then you turn up on, you know, in the evening, and you, the lights go up, and you do the show from beginning to end, and then you go home, and you've done it. But with TV and film, you'd go on, and you wait, and then you go on, you do a little bit from one angle, and then the camera goes around, you do another little bit, and and then perhaps the next day you might do the scene before or the scene after um, and then a week later you do another scene so you're never getting a, a run up at it you're just you're just providing little clips of vision for someone else to then go and make a story out of so it's a uh, you're a little tiny cog in, in TV and film. Right. Whereas, would you say, uh, if, if you're performing on stage, you feel, I guess, like more of a sense of ownership over it? or uh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I can stop in the middle and <laughs> fart for 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. I own this stage. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't, I don't think. Yeah. Um, hmm. But you never know. 
Yeah. yeah. And, and also that direct uh, connection with the audience as well that um, a lot of stage actors or stage and screen actors talk about being the key difference as well. Is that yeah, something that's... absolutely. Mm. And because we've been rehearsing this play in a, in a small room, we have no idea what it's going to be like for an audience, you know, and the yeah. first audience is Wednesday with a preview and that's really exciting because then suddenly they tell us what the play is. They tell us yeah. where the funny bits are and they tell us where the, the moving bits are and, and, you know, because they are, you can't do it without them and, and their response is what makes the play and suddenly we realise, oh, this is the play. They're as important as, as, as us, really. Mm. Nothing worse than doing it to doing a play to an audience of you know. There's an unwritten rule in the theatre that if if the audience is less than the number on the uh, number of the cast <laughs> plus one, you don't do the play. <laughs> right. And I have sometimes we have sometimes gone. There's only two people in the audience. We're not doing the show. <laughs> so you you would you would never do it to, to to that few people. You don't think, or you'd never do it willingly. Well. I, I think you'd go look. You're not gonna. You're not gonna enjoy it. You're just gonna be sitting two people in the audience. I remember we did a we did a kids show touring round, and there was a bit at the end where we got the kids up in a in a parade. We got six kids up in the parade, and there were only six kids in the audience. So we got these six kids up in the parade, and that was it. With their mothers clapping them. You know? Why am I doing this? Uh, yeah. Oh dear. <laughs> Even as children, they could tell. Oh yeah. gosh. Thank, thank you so much for joining us today on That's Been Francis. Um, Absolutely. Great. Yeah, were there any, um, any final things you wanted to say about You Got Older or, or Red Stitch before we wrap up? Well, i just say come and see it. It's a great show. It's a great play. You'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll, you know, you'll be moved. You'll recognise your own situation. That's what mm. you want from a play. Yeah. Fantastic. So, yeah, as, as you said, it, uh, it starts on um, 31st of August, runs until the 2nd of August. So that's Red Stitch Theatre in St Kilda East. Yeah, thank thank you again, Francis. And uh, yeah, best of luck with opening night and the show's run. Looking forward to Cheers. looking forward Thanks, to seeing you five for ten minutes on stage. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be watching. <laughs>